0: Welcome everyone to the Last Video Store Clerks podcast with Frank and Scott. The days of blockbuster Hollywood and the independent video store are over, but searching the shelves for that special overlooked movie will never end, the one that really sticks with you forever. Let's drown ourselves in a sea of streaming services and ask the question, what the fuck is that? Does this hold up? And just what the hell is a good movie anyway? I'm Frank Roll. I'm Scott Moran. And we're the Last Video Store Clerks. (laughs) Cowabunga, surfers. Welcome to Summer 97. Pizza (laughs) Hut. Is that what 97 makes you think of? Kind of, yeah. Blockbuster music. Little Caesars commercials. 97. Summer of George. Just want to eat a big (laughs) hunk of cheese. Just bite into it like it's an apple. You know... George Costanza said that when I was a kid, and I just wanted to do that. Like, I think about that all the time. Like, it would still be good to bite into that much cheese. Just a big thing of cheese. Just take a bite. Like, it's an apple. I mean, have you never gotten a handful out of the bag of shredded cheese and done that? But it has to be, like, a block of cheddar cheese. You know? Like, a dense... It's dense. You know how hard that is? You're going to gnaw more than anything at first. I want to bite the corner off or something. Okay, like a good solid chunk. Yeah, like a like like you know, like an apple. Like I'm biting an apple. A good solid chunk. I think I can do it. I'm not sure I can chew it up, but I can take the bite. Would it be something like a sharp cheddar, or would you go like... Yeah, for sure. Okay. Not like pepper jack or some no, European like, stuff? No, like a howdah. A howdah a howda would be too soft. A gouda. I mean, people from Europe probably think our cheese is trash, right? Yeah. I wouldn't take a big bite of Velveeta no that's fucking gross dude. do you remember when i would take a slice of bread and take it to the butter spread like you would dip it in the butter spread i would grab a slice of bread and you know like we always had spread but not even yeah. country Crock, like the generic country Crock. yeah i would take a slice of bread and you just like keep the fingers stiff and you take a good old swipe and then just fucking maybe even fold it over and once you fold it over just take a bite Never did that You never did that No I say it like it's normal But people thought it was oppressive Yeah remember when people Cooked with Crisco Oh yeah Do people do that I don't know Actually I made an apple thing With Crisco And it was fucking good Was it a fritter No it was called An (laughs) apple topper It was like a cobbler But it was apple I bet that's a sexual term I ate a lot of it It's probably how I gained Most of my weight The last stretch of my 30s You're like I haven't gotten An apple topper in years Yeah (laughs) I ate this apple topper and gained five pounds. It's the first and the last five pounds. I can't get rid of it. It's not water weight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's just unhealthy. This is just anchor. Like I said, I used to get that spread with a slice of butter. That was oh, so yeah. good. You also used to eat artificial crab meat out of the fridge. I still buy artificial crab meat. Do you still just eat it out of the package, out of the fridge? So as a young child, I would eat it with Fritos. That's how I was raised. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> yeah, as a young child, I was raised to eat artificial crab meat with Fritos when we went to the lake. When That was your Pavlovian trigger? And I was not allowed to have He's water guns. He's at the lake. Get him some fucking white fish. <laughs> get him the mix with some <laughs> Fritos. Some corn chips. Not the tilapia. <laughs> no, for real. But um, no, as an adult, I just fucking cut the bag open let myself grab like a handful and pick at it like an animal what'd you watch this week oh fuck man okay on a scale of randomness let's see if this blows you away so i finished dragnet <laughs> <laughs> let's just start there before i tackled anything i was like finish '80s Tom last 25 minutes of dragnet was amazing it was like 32 <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> close you know you already got me picked that's exactly what it is 47 to 53 minutes um can i ask real quick though before i talk about the other movies why the fuck do they insist on photoshopping the shit out of everyone's face on these movie covers on streaming services right now michael pena is in a new space one does he look like it looks fucking ridiculous he has like a blur it is it's absurd it's uncalled for I don't know why. And then, you know, when you hover over it, eventually it goes to like a clip or like, you know, just a screenshot of the movie. So you see airbrushed him and then you see him and you're like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. (laughs) This is uncalled for. Anyway, let's get past that. I watched one that I hadn't seen to catch a killer. The documentary. No, it was like a like a fictional crime movie. It had the girl from like Divergent and uh, Big Little Lies. Sh- Shaden shayden wordly shaylene woodley and it also has uh ben mendelson i like him i think he's great um it was okay it was pretty good it starts out somebody uh kills 29 people during a fireworks celebration like sniping oh shit yeah she's a cop in where are they at baltimore it was you know for one of those like crime movies it had a budget it was good enough i was fine with it i wasn't upset that i watched it there are like a hundred things called to catch a killer documentaries and things oh well even like lifetime level movies it looked like anyway um i watched get out again just because it had been a while and it's been popping up and that's probably the the jordan peele that i haven't seen you know it's been the longest so i gave it a, man if you just it's right there in front of your face the whole time of oh, you know if you like no yeah because this time i was like but just focus on it and sure enough anyway still great though love get out and then i watched an old world war ii movie From the 70s. Do you do World War II movies, old ones? Eh, sometimes. Not as often as you. You might be leaning towards Patton, but I actually watch Midway. And can I say, the cast of Midway is like all those guys from that era, plus the ones who came up in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, I've seen both of those movies, but I've never fully paid attention to them. Dude, Midway, just two of the random people in it that I did not remember, Tom Selleck Oh wow! and fucking Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman was in Midway. And when was that made? 76. I'm more of a Catch-22 guy. Alan Arkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I Did you ever see Article 44? I think it was. The Military Hospital. Or Article 99. Actually, I should watch that. Article 99. Uh, George Clooney made a Catch-22 miniseries. Did he? He's not in it, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe he is. He might have just directed it or produced it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was on Hulu. They did a miniseries. Wow. Didn't know. But no, I mean, so... F- I watched quite a bit. I watched quite like I said. It was all over the place, and only one new movie. But it's been busy. Uh, Did you Did you see anything fancy? Oh, fancy? Yeah, fancy. I saw the Flash. Oh, you did it! Yeah, Kelly went out of town, so I had some time. The Flash is very enjoyable. Okay, if you're our age, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Michael Keaton Batman is all over that movie, (laughs) and Ezra Miller is really fucking funny. Okay, maybe you're not supposed to say that about. People who do questionable things. (laughs) But I still watch American Beauty every now and then. Oh, it's so good. It is. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. (laughs) And again, in case you didn't know, Scott has a real thing for michael keaton the special yes i do the special (laughs) effects in this movie though are terrible i mean they're good but they're not gonna hold you know what i mean like they're obviously cgi so i wasn't gonna ruin it but um the the older batmans you know batman batman returns and then even the, the other 90s ones yeah those were on something and i knew it and i started at batman forever for some reason i didn't do yeah 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 batman forever is not the worst batman movie batman forever is actually kind of more like the comic books in the 90s than any of the other movies so do you think batman and robin was fucking ridiculous it's also kind of like some of the batman comics though some of them are goofy well no i mean i'm good with them i'm good with them. but the thing i never watched batman or batman returns like i haven't seen those in forever but i was hovering over batman and it played like a little clip you want to talk about not holding up well (laughs) <laughs> i was like i love this movie but i've not seen it in so long and, I, and it was where like the batwing is like coming down you know oh the flying yes oh that shit looks ancient that was in batman returns or no in... oh it's the end of batman where he's yes. swooping down yeah that was a stretch for that time I guess. well no matter how you... when's the last time you saw it it's been a while so no matter how you remember it even I'm sure the rest of it is fine. (laughs) And, like, I will always love that movie, but I was like, holy fuck, man, we are getting old. I think Batman Returns is going to be the one that holds up better. We could talk for a long time about Batman. Oh, yeah, here. I'll reel it back. How did we even get to that? Oh, I watched The Flash. Yeah. (laughs) Was that the first thing I told you? One of your movies did it. Yeah, I'm still watching Killing Eve. I watched a horror movie called The Black Coat's Daughter with Emma Roberts. I've seen the thing on there for that. Really fucking slow. Mm-hmm. not really worth the wait um i can't say it's bad but it's not what i wanted but i wondered about that one what what do you think uh i didn't like it okay i didn't like it. too slow it's too slow and it doesn't have enough payoff i didn't see it coming though like the girth isn't there yeah it had a lot of talent in it you it just was all weren't like three fulfilled? of the same kind of actress. Are the main characters. Oh, no, they are. So there's three characters in it, and to a degree, that's the twist. They're all recognizable actresses, but they're all the same sort of actress. Like, it's the girl who played Sabrina in the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Don't know. Sorry. (laughs) That's your blind spot? Yeah. Buffy-like things, not there. (laughs) That's your department, Scott. Yeah. And then last night, we watched Scary Movie. The first one? Yeah. Nice. It has been like 20 years oh really i do it every now and then i think i've seen some of the later ones more recently but man it was good can you believe like if you watch that and you're like marlon waynes is a serious actor now (laughs) smell my finger i know that wasn't (laughs) that's all i was like (laughs) sherry o'terry too kind of hot oh yeah i think i've hit the age where sherry o'terry's hot (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well yeah i didn't think about it like that back then it's weird when people from your childhood become like that were adults in your childhood on tv and you watch the movie again and you're like that person is attractive but i'm trying to watch horror movies same i'm just i'm not brave so that's why i think i've went to like this stuff well the problem with the black Coats daughter was i looked for a horror movie to watch for an hour Like I menu scrolled for an hour to be like, what do I fucking want? It was it was in the morning, too. So I wouldn't have made it through this movie if it wasn't the first movie I watched of the day on a Saturday in the morning. Well, I think last year we kind of agreed that Peacock was kind of killing it on the horror movies around Halloween. Yeah. And I looked through there, but it wasn't what I was looking for at the time. Like I was like, I want something that actually kind of scares me. Well, I myself am a serial scroller. I can tell you what I saw the other night when I didn't pick a goddamn thing and just went to something safe was um, I felt like Amazon Prime had a really good fucking selection of like horror movies. I agree. Yeah, I think for like Halloween 23, Amazon Prime is kind of killing it right now. Yeah, I think Blackout's Daughter was... It might have been Paramount. Okay. Because I have Paramount. Through. Yeah, I have no idea what that's on. I just know that I've seen it and I've looked at it a couple times and I've been like, eh... And I never went for it. I can't do slow. Slow puts me to sleep, man. That's what I'm saying. If I hadn't watched it as soon as I woke up in mm-hmm. the morning. Like I woke up, walked the dogs, drank coffee, and then surfed for an hour. <laughs> landed on this movie. And then stuck it out. You were already committed. It's got all these people in it. Watch Dexter's fucking... dad was in it too. Yeah. Watch Cold Skin. Is that still on something? I think it is. I mean, it's not really horror, but it's fucking weird. And it's another one where they fucked the alien. Oh, you ruined it oh maybe next year is that how it ends i mean it's not the end the end is it's an end (laughs) an end you know uh i think you picked a found footage movie that actually kind of scared me did it i was like unnerved a lot there was like they like i felt tense too and there are a couple parts that i was like that was fucking scary Like, Like, really fucking scary. Really scary, right? that's how I, like, that's what I was trying to explain to Kelly last night, was I was like, that's the thing about the found footage movies. The found footage. (laughs) (laughs) The found footage. Go Northeast! (laughs) (laughs) The found footage movies. That's the thing about those, is you pick them because one thing in it scared you. And that's why they're good. They don't necessarily have to be good overall. If you get one, like, that really fucked me up. this one the first couple teasers like you were like oh that's it did you get that you were like oh that's gonna be it but then it kind of it goes It sort of (laughs) intensified to a point that i didn't expect it to (laughs) and then like the very end of the movie i was like oh man it went really hard i don't know if i have anything left you know well and i didn't want to overhype it and then you'd be disappointed but i told you the first time i watched it this really freaked me the fuck out right And I watched it during the fucking daytime. Like, it was daylight outside, and it freaked me out. It got dark as I was watching it. But if I had watched it alone in a room, or just alone, maybe. Like, it helped that Kelly and I watched it together. But there were a couple times when I, like, looked over at her, and she was, like, intensely watching it. Like, completely focused. This one's pretty good. You're not always right (laughs) with the found footage movie. No, but... Sometimes I'm like, well, that didn't scare me, but well and then when you asked me and i decided okay it has to be a found footage for you because that's my thing a thing um yeah when you pick found footage movies by god try to scare me because that's usually what i'm looking for and found footage movies do have a way of having that like one moment in them Uh, i have some criticisms of every found footage movie though well and just you said that you did like as above so below right yeah and that's a good one that one was tense but nothing, like, really panicked me mm-hmm. a little bit. This did a couple times. Yeah. This one will get you. This one will get you. And it was simple, too. I mean... They... It's a really simple idea, but I also a plot I've never thought of. And Very original. It. And they did it well. They did. Did you see that there's a two and a three? Yeah, and I might go for it. Okay, before we get into it, can I tell you something that freaked me out? There were parts of this movie that I know that I saw that were not in there. What? I have whole scenes in my head that were not in this movie. But they fit contextually into the story? Yes. and There I, is a director's cut. Is there? Yes. Okay. I could have rented it. And I thought about it. But I don't ever go for director's I cuts don't believe first because I don't believe director's cuts are necessarily better. So, look. Do you know what? I have a feeling happened. I feel like there was not a director's cut, but then somehow it got popular, so they did something. You know what I mean? Maybe you're right. Because I normally like remember when I see the director's a cut. director's cut special edition, yada, yada, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, this was definitely something that was just on Netflix or Amazon Prime close to the year it came out. And I just randomly picked it, and then it freaked me the fuck out. But there's some stuff, dude, and I want to say maybe I did see the second one. But I was looking at it last night after because I was freaked out because I was like, there was a whole thing in a scene. and Well, in a room in the hotel. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But I know that I've That's what I'm saying man And I don't know how to feel about that I don't know how to feel There is a director's cut though So there is a cut of this movie out there with more stuff in it I'm hoping it's that's what fucking happened I'm hoping that's what happened then Thank you I'm just gonna hang on to that cause I don't fuck with it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you watch a lot of shit about people fucking with it That's how I know not to fuck with it It's a cautionary tale Yeah believe me because we do hikes and stuff i know what trail not to go down the one with the whispers yeah or if you see a creepy fucking canopy don't you know think about it i am here <laughs> little doors in a hillside and shit <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> i don't like that shit it's creepy to me i know if like i ever see a... the more like happy fairy you get like the creepier i think it is yeah because i'd imagine if fairies are real they're not too fucking wholesome no little teeth buzz you know yeah different types of them like if you saw a black elf i would run the fuck away yeah like i almost watched critters this week but i was like no not yet it's the feeling of the night (laughs) (laughs) i can't take that shit seriously (laughs) fucking rock stars from space come to kill them like that's the plot of that movie (laughs) we'll talk about it one day one day we'll do the critters for sure that'll be so nostalgic um maybe all three of them Hell House LLC is presented as a documentary comprised of interviews with people familiar with the tragedy on the opening night of a haunted house attraction built in an abandoned hotel. An event referred to as a malfunction resulted in the deaths of 15 tour goers and staff. The interviewees include the author of a book detailing the event, a journalist that broke into the abandoned site and fanned the rumors that the tragedy was caused by the supernatural, and the sole surviving member of the staff, Sarah, who provides the documentary crew with the footage shot leading up to the tragedy. That was just like a pretty cool little bag full of tapes, huh? Isn't it crazy how like, you know, spirits or whoever can go around and just gather up the tapes super quick? Yeah, also, she has no picture on IMDb and a lot of writing credits. Really? Yeah, like big ones. Damn. Yeah. Good Good shit. Well done. Also, apparently she's in all three of these movies. Is she? Yeah. That's awesome. I like it when they can bring back the reoccurring and I stuff like this old footage or what you know like footage from the first documentary. that's why she still gets a credit yeah or if she's actually in it doing something different i mean that little nugget alone kind of makes me wanna if i'm feeling brave enough i might try the cover of the third one looks creepier than the cover of the second one the bulk of the movie follows the group of five friends as they convert the abaddon hotel into a haunted house and experience weird occurrences involving their props which are scattered throughout the dusty ass interior The incidents intensify until the mix of footage on opening night reveals the truth. I never looked up how to say these names. No, I didn't. Oh, I said I would. (laughs) (laughs) I said I would. Hell House LLC was released in 2015, was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti. It stars Ryan Jennifer Jones as Sarah, Danny Bellini as Alex, Gore Abrams as Paul, Jared Hacker as Tony. What a name. Adam Schneider as Andrew Mack macnamara alice bauke as diane graves the lead documentary filmmaker phil hess as joey the basement clown not as scary in this case as it sounds if you haven't seen the movie he was the least scary clown no (laughs) that was the big guy right yeah yeah he was he had a face though that you with makeup he could have looked he had janitor vibes though yeah yeah Good touch. Jeb Krager as Martin Cliver, the journalist, and Theodore Buklikos as Robert Lyons, the author of the Hell House book, which is probably the most ridiculous part of the interviewing. Just his beard and mustache alone. It was tough, but he looked like he belonged to ancient a- Aliens. That one. Sorry, I had to picture it. He was the gray hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. There were only three people, two or three people who got interviewed. Was that Sarah it? was one of them, and then it was the journalist and the, the guy who wrote the book. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there were no Brandos. I felt like there should have been more interviews. They did the one girl who ha- who was in the footage that went down and right back up. She was part oh, of the interviews. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And was there one other guest you could say? There might have been one other like expert or something like that. Yeah, or yeah. I, I or that's a, witness, a good one. Yeah. Or like a historian but you're right. Or not a not a ton. No. Not a ton. No, it was enough to it was just enough to be like Yeah, it is a documentary. Hell House LLC holds a 75% Tomato Meter score and a 72% audience score and a 6.4 on IMDb, making it the highest rated found footage movie Frank has ever recommended to me. And I had no idea. And probably you guys too, no matter how many years have passed since this episode. But as you said, this one kind of freaked you out at times. This one fucking scared me, man. There you go. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad I stuck with it, man. Remember, I'm, I'm indecisive at this point in life, so when you were asking me, I had a feeling. What I think what aided in scaring me was that when you realized you were going to have to rewatch this movie, you got uncomfortable yeah true story so when scott first brought up the idea of us doing these like you know i pick for him he picks for me i thought we'd watch them the same week and speak about it in the same episode no sir no i had to watch it again and when it hit me i did kind of have a moment of like well fuck well it's in the last episode i think yeah you got all squirmy when you were like oh fuck no okay no i picked that oh i like that but you also scare easier than me about some stuff yeah, it's like I feel it's like once once I had a kid, I <laughs> felt something like things were scarier. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that was it though. For real, like I mean, shit freaked me out more. And I watched this before that, so I was more solid at this point when I saw it the first time, and it really did freak me the fuck out the first time I saw it. A lot of the times when I think of things that scare me, there's like a level of that bothered me to well, it, you know and there's always something about dark spirit shit that gets me a little more you know what i mean than like a monster i still to this day though poltergeist scares the fuck out of me that's what i'm it bothers me on a level that other things don't and it has held up for so long that fucking clown man not just the thing under the bed yeah that's a clown (laughs) oh was that the that's the same thing it's the the same thing yeah that's ooh, the, yeah. the clown doll. He puts the coat over it in the beginning of it. Well, no, no, no. But then there's the slimy thing that's in the room also. The tree when it pulls him outside? No, there's another slimy thing in Poltergeist. Dude. Don't make me think about it. Trust me. It, uh, my whole shower curtain thing in life, this is almost an equivalent, but it doesn't bother me as much as a shower curtain thing does. Right after high school, when we would throw parties, when we lived in like a bigger house, mm-hmm. I would put a mannequin in the shower and then close the shower curtain and people would fucking open it all night long and be like, oh! and then other people would be like, and close it again. So that's one of my weird fears, man. And so that shit. Should... Yeah. Oh, girls did not like it. I felt kind of bad. Oh, like and they would be like, I knew it was there. And then somebody closed the shower curtain again and I reopened it. And it scared me again. Because and... you have to think twice about it. Yeah, because it's, it's still it's it fucking was fucking creepy. Yeah, it was a mannequin. The eyes are so real. Well, so did it throw you off that this had that found footage like news coverage thing at the beginning? Like, did you did you kind of make judgments at that point where you're like, oh, here we go? That was really well done, actually. I think that that put me in the mood. The temperature dropped four degrees in about half an hour. Some of it was silly, but it it felt like a a small-town news. No, I mean, for a newscast, it had the time and the temperature right there with the station name. I was like, that's cool. And if you watched, it started at a time and ended at a time, and it got colder as the night. Oh, that's solid continuity. Uh, Yeah, I I couldn't help but notice. I was like, that's what I'm saying. It dropped about four degrees in half an hour. (laughs) I think my biggest complaint was the interviews felt scripted. The moments in a found-footage horror movie, that they always feel scripted. But when everyone's talking at once, it feels right. Like, a little more improvised Well, when it first started Olympia was like is this real and I was like she asked she was like, is this real and I'm like she's like and I'm like I don't know is it and I'm like what do you think and she's like wait have you seen this and I'm like oh did she watch it with you yeah did she think things were scary in it I'm um, at the she was really tired but at the end she was like, that was good I'm real tempted to jump ahead but I won't uh I think the the fact that it was a documentary was the thing I liked the least about it. Oh, okay. Like, it could have just been the found, found footage, footage part of it, and I would have been just as scared. I didn't think it needed to be uh, a documentary. Like bringing in the news crew interview with Sarah. Yeah, but it did break everything up and make it make sense a little better. And yeah. the end was pretty good. And they tied that whole thing. Yeah, I just don't think that that's like, you know how Blair Witch Project's like, it's real punch is like that, that end? Mm-hmm. This didn't have that. It had some really fucking scary shit on the way. Well, I'm okay, so, you know, I don't fuck with it. But there's been twice in life where I've gone to some weird places at, like, a weird time. And once was, like, this old hospital in Burnett, Texas, like, small town. They used to have a hospital there. But it was really small, and, like, they'd closed it. Well, one day at lunch, like, I may have wandered in with some people and, like, gone exploring. And, you know, people do weird stuff like blood you know pentagrams you know like weird messages in red and people had done some stuff in there but like you know it was clearly like these are people fucking around you know like certain movies like when they go to the basement in this one and there's like the stuff on the walls the really old bibles on the floor if this had been like a real situation or stuff like you see something like that you're like well maybe i shouldn't be fucking down here yeah If, if you have any inkling of like i believe in this I liked that it was justified by. He was like, "What are you freaking out about? Half of our work is done for us already." Yeah, he's like free props. He's like, "Yeah, this is this is all free free shit." But he's right. You kind of you're like, "Yeah, I mean, that's what you're doing here." Yeah, if what you're doing is opening a haunted house, dusty ass books. uh wine racks with cobwebs all over them already you ain't gotta buy and drape the fake cobwebs old small town story about the guy who opened the hotel and it didn't go well and he hung himself in it Mm. apparently it was a house originally and they found a hotel that actually did operate as a haunted house and that's where they shot this get out yes that's kind of so this place really exists and is a haunted house in real life would not go would not go, would not go. It did look like an amazing haunted house, though. It wasn't like house of fucking torment here, you know. The big budget, yeah, it's like a, that's like horror movie level. Good. I went to the first year of that and have not been back since. It is a lot, man. That's what I hear. And I've seen video, I've seen th- it's been on TV, right? The ones on L in LA are crazy, crazy, yeah. But no, thank you, too much too much i love it but i also i don't i don't need it well did you uh who is it that does like horror not, universal studios is yeah a lot of negative press right now a bunch of people are saying like they're overselling tickets oh bummer like people who buy like the smaller even packages. started yet yeah oh okay. that's why videos are coming out people are like hey you know like i got the cheaper package because i didn't you know i didn't have enough to pay for this but they didn't even get experiences because there were so many people booked that had like the higher tiers of passes they would oh. let them in first, so all these people who bought like the lower tiers were getting left out. It's like when you go to Six Flags and they have the Flash Pass, but how many people bought the Flash Pass? Yeah, bingo. So, so you pay to stand on a shorter line. Yeah. And it's like, but somebody like when Universal Studios is fucking people, anyway. That sucks. But yeah, a place like this, like some people might be like, you know, we're doing this episode on it. We should go there when no. Never. Not a thought. Now I don't want to go check it out. <laughs> I mean I went to the Stanley I I dug it You wanted to go with me Okay time. so that would be alright Because there's other people there Also when you're there It's like They're like They're friendly ghosts That's how they sell it to you there It's like none of them are like They're like Nobody's angry Relatively happy They're not angry They're not angry Yeah apparently the one that Stephen King's room is supposedly haunted by mm-hmm. 237 Is She doesn't like unmarried couples And so she'll like Keep the men awake at night. That's fucked up. That disturbed me a little bit. Yeah, because we were like right down the hall. <laughs> like it was like that room was like right fucking there. I don't think you've ever told me that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like we were on that floor. Yes, <laughs> yeah, see, I, yeah. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, so like if the hall was a U shape. Mm-hmm. Like at like the front of the hotel is like the the part where that runs along, and there's suites right there. This corner. In the like, you know, northeastern corner of it, the hotel. We were in like the southeastern corner of the hotel. Okay, so it was right down the hall. Oh, nope, uh, the the room was not worth two uh, hundred something dollars a night. It's a very small room. It's the experience. It was really fucking cool though. It's the experience. Yeah, it was totally worth it. Also, the biggest whiskey menu I've ever seen. <laughs> See, look, like, plenty of pros. Don't worry about the the evil shit yeah, so stay in a haunted hotel, but I get why you wouldn't want to go to this one nope nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it um I liked when it got to the original characters like the the people who were in the hotel and you were like oh these are the main characters of the movie because it did take like 10 minutes to get there 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 was a lot going on between the news reports then the interviews. Yeah, I thought it should have started that way, but once we got to the interview part of it, and then I realized, oh, these are the main characters, I was like, that took a while to get here. Yeah. We could have skipped the journalist who took a picture of the stairs. Did you notice how at the very beginning, when it's like the footage in the car? You know, in movies, one of the things to look out for is, well, a couple of the things, removing the rearview mirror and the headrests. They do that in everything. In everything, right? But something about her being in the backseat with the headrest removed was just so extra... Because the angle they were at. Dude, it was like in the shot the whole time. The missing headrest. It didn't bother me. I it did. Noticed... I, I could see it on your face. It, it bothered didn't, you. It didn't really bother. You don't have this it. This was in... a really low budget movie. But did did you happen to find out how much it cost? I me? didn't. I should have looked that up. I didn't even think I didn't about either. it. But you could tell that this movie was not made by professional filmmakers. Whatever anything. they whatever they had, they used it well. Yeah, there wasn't any stupid CGI things in it or anything like that. That's a real way to fuck up a found footage movie hey man you're recording yourself in a room right and then there's a figure behind you and yeah. you're in a place like that i wrote that down as underwear confessional is that what that is he woke up like laid like fucking george costanza
1: in the pose yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like doing his confessional with it that was the thing was there was a lot of like him talking to the camera and the background and it made me fucking nervous every time somebody was on camera and there was like a wide shot of the background. Because you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah, And there was a lot of stuff. Lot. And them like swapping things out. They'd show you one thing and then it'd be a completely different person standing there in the next one. But neither of them would have been like a character doing it. Plenty going on in the background. I really appreciated that. Well, I feel like it was spread out just right, though. It kept you engaged. Yeah, and some of the really simple gags in this one, I think, were some of the ones that really got me the most. Uh, like uh, maybe the piano? the piano eh, a little bit okay like the heads turning yes on the mannequins within like just that real short time span yeah that and it was, was relatively like you knew that was coming subtle yet startling yeah but it still so- fucked with me a little bit yeah it was when those guys fucking locked themselves in that room and then had to get back out oh when they were in like the freezer like, yeah the, in, the downstairs like, like the commercial freezer yeah yeah, that freaked me out because he was like, it's fine. We just have to leave now. I wouldn't have locked myself in there in the first place because. You don't know if you're going to get trapped because they can control no the way mechanism, that I'm right? I'm going to go into a no exit thing. I know too well by now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to hide in a freezer. Well, I mean, if it makes any difference, they did flash the little red button for the release from the inside. They showed you that they could get out. The re- but but No, the... it's the idea that you have to get out on your own. Like well, You have to do it. And in these movies, like, the spirits can, like, manipulate the me- mechanism. You know what I mean? So, like, who knows if, the, or even just age, would it have worked to release them? And then you've got limited oxygen, right? Yeah, and they drew such attention to that mask on that one odd dummy down there. Like the main clown? Like, they clown. were like, we're going to put, like, a, a person here in the middle, and then these two on the sides. And he was like, somebody should be wearing this mask. It's too good. And they drew attention to it, and then that was the one that kept being around. Dude, the way it just popped up, and it was like like when he first sees it in the hallway at the top of the stairs. Oh, and it would bother me when one of them would pass it. Yeah. Because oh. they thought everyone was fucking with them. Because, yeah, oh, like when they find Sarah in the basement, and then it had moved, and then they get up and they, and they turn they around have, and it's gone. Like yeah. where that laser was. Oh, standing like where the laser was. Yeah. They had to get past it. That's that real shit right there, where it's just like you got to make a decision and go for it. I really liked when they made that commercial, though. <laughs> it like wasn't a horror movie thing. It, it didn't go anywhere. Like the scene just was to show Sarah was like spaced out, standing mm-hmm. in a field somewhere, looking at a statue that she'd probably talk to when she was somebody else. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Somebody just thought it was a bird fountain. She looked significantly different in the flashbacks or in the the found footage. Than the as interview. compared to the interview, well, and she does get a little more strung out looking as the yeah, but it was enough to where I was like, is that the same person? Yeah, well, and especially like the opening scene in the car, yeah, like exactly. the opening footage. Yeah, in she the car. looked uh, healthier, mm-hmm. but fucking that scene with Paul, which one? In bed when he pulled the fucking sheet over his head. <sighs> Dude. Like, that really bothered me. Yeah. We were talking about it while it was happening. That's the one that really got Olympia. That's the one that really got her, too, because that one was like, what the fuck? Those eyes, the face, oof. Yeah, and you knew it was going to be closer when he fucking pulled it you up. You just knew it was going to be fucking closer. Oh, it was very upsetting. It wasn't even that good of makeup. But it was just like the the fact that he was like awake for a minute and it was just sitting there. It's how they set it up. The movements was just a head tilt if i'm not mistaken Oh yeah it was just subtle but then those eyes something about those kind of eyes yeah no blinking i knew we had to talk about it but we I had just to didn't, talk about it i didn't know it was dude coming. it fucking scared me yeah that wake up thing and that like i don't have anywhere to go hide under the covers and nothing happens for a while that that dude fucking scared his self back to childhood he went straight for the blanket hide did you ever blanket hide oh so many times. What was it going to do? It's a fucking thin layer Did you ever do the Come back from the bathroom and jump? Because you didn't oh, want you, to get close to the bottom of your bed. You had to clear it and get there quick. Yeah. Snuggle up, close eyes, close eyes. That shit will never leave you. Yeah, out. I have a vivid imagination. I, that really fucked with me when I was a kid. Well, you know, you got to watch a lot of horror at a young age. In West Virginia, I was afraid to... Uh, like, it would be pitch black outside. Especially if it was cloudy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And uh, if you opened a window... And looked outside at night. My biggest fear was that a face was just going to like get close enough to where I could see it. Glowing eyes. Glowing eyes would be bad. I saw that a couple times and they were fucking mountain lions and shit. <laughs> the idea that, especially like on a second story, mm. that a face was going to appear at a window on a second story. That shit scares me, dude. Then you'd be like, Chinook! Chinook! Yeah. That's enough to make me hide under the covers and hope it goes away. Because <laughs> really what else was he going to do Okay back to a, like a don't fuck with it category Let's say this is a situational thing And you are a crew On location converting it into a haunted house Why the fuck is somebody Staying in the room right at the top Of the stairs to the most fucked up room In the house True true story dude with his door open all the time And a red light in the hallway Most of the time and most shots it was a red light Coming I don't know it, it was like a red one Sometimes they did have a normal one though also, Paul was aggressively skeezy at the beginning of this movie, and you were trapped with him. Oh yeah, the he, whole movie because he he's the was the cameraman. A, yeah, he was a low key "me too" moment waiting to happen. That hand kiss was appalling. Was that to the girl who played the actress that yeah. was playing the damsel in distress stress mm-hmm. in the basement? Yeah, that's not appropriate. The dude conversations were pretty spot on what dudes would say. Yeah, though. Well, and especially like dudes like that. Yes. Because think about it. So they apparently opened multiple haunted houses, right? Yeah. So were they making money off these, though? Or was that the dilemma that they were talking about in the field? That's what I was about to ask you. I couldn't really follow that. There was a moment where they were all about to scatter. Some shit had gone down. They were over it. But then there's like a... Tony quit and then went out to a field with a camera. And then they talked about how Alex knew something. Something. And I guess it was that they put all their money into this. But then, and who was it, Mac? Uh, he knew too. He was like, I knew the whole time or something. Yeah, I only knew all... the two of them knew. And I don't think that it had anything to do with like, we knew this place was haunted or anything like that. I feel like the vibe that I got was like, they were out of money. I, that's and the vibe I got. The... They put all the money into it. And this was make or break situation. And if we don't make this money here, we're fucked. We're out of business. The dream is gone. You have to stay. I'm going back to fucking live at home for for a while, and then hopefully, uh, you know, I'll find my way. I do like that they found Paul Catatonic in the basement, because when they went and looked for Paul in the basement the whole time, I was like, have you talked to this guy lately? He's not fucking going in the basement alone. No, and they find him right after the head turn. Yeah. Well, the head, tur- the head. Yeah. When they come back it. out, they still think that he's fucking with them. Oh, don't you love how there's always somebody who blames it on like the one person, and it's like this is obviously beyond their capability. They can't make that happen. Yeah. You were like, when this like sleaze ball is fucking still scared. I feel like I'd believe him at that point. Well, and so Tony, he actually calls him. He's like, their heads don't turn when he's like explaining it the next day, and that's what the main guy is like. I can't explain. What was the main guy's name? Was that Alex? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Alex. So, like, yeah, I kept getting their character names confused somehow. And I mean, to be completely honest with you, I thought Mac was Matt. (laughs) Oh, really? I think, It was Andrew. They called him for part of it. Some people were calling him Andrew and the author guy. No, so, but I mean, for found footage. The end was a blowout. That was the thing was it wasn't necessarily terrifying, scary compared to the little things in the movie that it led up to it. But it was a blowout. See, I'm pretty. OK, so this ties back into I believe I saw scenes that were not in what we watched. I feel like there was more to the reporter with her camera guy. I feel like that's when it happened. So, you know, like the dining bar area where the tables were. Yeah, dude. It's one of those where they were in one place. They go leave the room, come back. It's different but then they're up that was my dog <laughs> <sighs> god damn it motherfucker it was so as you can tell this movie does affect me yeah um but and also i'm talking about the part that was not in the movie but i know that i saw it happen it's got to be in the director's cut it has to be right <laughs> it has to be in the. i, direct- I kind of hope it does isn't though. god damn it and i'm not watching that other fucking movie with you until i find out what happened to that scene but it was definitely in the bar slash dining area because you know they showed the mannequins in there the dummies whatever you want to call them i vividly remember like somebody's passing through and it's like you know kind of not as creepy though earlier in it when they go through and it's a wreck but then they come oh was that them was that the camera crew where it's like a wreck and then the tables are set up no i think it's just wrecked when they go in the first time yeah at what point in the movie was that table set up with the candles and shit was that that was way later that was when they I think that was when they were looking for Paul. It was when more people were seeing things. Got it. Okay, but it wasn't the reporter with her camera guy. No, I think it was when Tony quits. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'm pretty what I hope is on the director's cut, I'm pretty sure would have fallen into place with the reporter and the camera guy. I would like to also point out a nice writing thing that I was like respect for bringing that back around was the history was that the previous owner lost all his money and hung himself and that's what happens to alex also why do i remember the owner holding seances in the basement as part of the storyline have you seen any of the sequels to this is it possible that some of what you so, remember came from another movie i looked and i feel like three just came out like last two or three years it's lake of fire right yeah i think so Or is that two? I think that's three. Okay, so yeah, the third one I definitely haven't. And I thought, okay, maybe it's coming from the sequel. But I just looked at the cover of the sequel, and whoever the lady, I think it was a woman on the front, did not look familiar at all. Okay. But it really does weird me the fuck out that I, in detail, I remember full scenes that were not in what I watched last night. That's upsetting. I watched it, and I was waiting. I was waiting at certain parts, and it never came. Never came the cheaper point of the movie was when it went back to the documentary filmmakers because i also thought that those were the most scripted feeling parts of the movie when they're setting up the haunted house and stuff not all of that felt scripted it felt like like you were watching a behind the scenes you know how coherence didn't have a script Yeah, yeah 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 so it felt a little bit like realistic because everyone was sort of improvising what was happening in the scene and then it felt like during the documentary parts, that everything was scripted and felt scripted. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. In that instance, though, I would like to not know. Like, to go into (laughs) it like Olympia and be like, is this real or is it not? I don't know, is it? Eventually you figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot going on for a movie that was, what, an hour and a half? Like, what, 91, 93, something like that? I think so. I didn't even look at the time. It didn't waste any of my time. I was good with all of it. I could have used that bonus footage that I know is in the director's cut that I know that I saw, but it's okay because I know it's there somewhere. What was the other found footage movie we've done before? The the one that Apartment one forty three? Yeah. Or some was that it? Yeah, I would call that a real dud. Compared to this? Compared to this. Yes. Well, and so here's the thing. Didn't that movie have the guy from Caddyshack? Yes. Okay, so somebody you recognize, right? Who's been he was in Roseanne and shit. We talked about it. Yeah. Um this one. There was not, like, a person who was like, holy shit, they've been in, like, this level of horror, this level of sci-fi, or, you know, like, oh, I'm seeing them in all these indie drama films at once. I don't recognize... There were a couple people in this that I was sure I recognized, and when I looked them up... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, see, I just, I knew that I didn't know them from even, like, a certain style or, like, genre of movie, but they all did really good. They all did great. It was a good one, huh? it's pretty good that's what i'm saying it's pretty good and i mean it's it's not like uh quarantine is one of the ones that really fucks with me because that has the full budget behind it and the star power and everything mm-hmm. and uh that movie was fucking scary to me especially the end of that one god the end of that one was fucking terrifying that was intense in the dark yep oh, night vision god. yeah this one scrolling through the menus and especially if you do you, there's quite a bit of horror all levels When you also bundle it into found footage, looking at the cover, this one doesn't look like it's going to blow you away. I've passed this one over a lot. Because it doesn't. It's recommended it to me a lot. It's recommended, but just looking at like Hell House LLC, you're like, what the, no. That's a terrible title. It is, and it seems generic in a sense. Uh, No offense. But it was very original as far as a plot goes. It really was. And I think this one actually ties into what we kind of set out to do more often than not on this is discuss like, you know, you've passed it. And you thought about it? Should you do it? If you see Hell House LLC available and you're down, you want to see a movie that's actually pretty scary. This one is gonna get you. If I watch this alone, like I said, alone I in would a dark have room, squirmed a lot. Yeah. Imagine not even having a dog with you, like truly alone. Watching I like this. that anyway. <laughs> so yeah this this movie will fuck with you. I don't like talking about parts of it even the fact that the scenes weren't there man explain that shit to me god i don't want to watch it again but i want to find the director's cut just to make sure i'll start the second one i believe the second one is also available on prime currently disclaimer um you get back to us in frank's found footage february (laughs) where i'll bust out the other good ones yeah i'm telling you scare the pants off me in february okay i'm not gonna lie the other ones might not have as many moments like this i feel like this one may be the apple topper but uh <laughs> really this one may be the apple topper sorry I, well you've got some time like think of something that's really gonna like scary i'm not gonna lie to you this one's probably the scariest one i've found would you say taking of deborah logan is a uh, found footage yeah maybe or the babadook no the babadook is not a found footage it's movie. not no <laughs> okay but that one was that's freaky a though movie right? and that one was freaky oh, it scares the shit out of yeah me. okay but taking of deborah logan logan was a camera crew right I believe so. I believe so. It's I've, been a long time. And again, that's one that I've only watched once as well because it really did fuck with it me. It made me very uncomfortable. Yes. Whoa. The special effects were really good in that, too. Oh, I just remembered the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, damn. Yeah, but see, there's reasons, and that's why when I realized I had to re-watch this, excited and scared. <laughs> Next week, we're going to watch a movie that we know is not amazing, but it is amazing. We're going to watch fucking Phantoms. That's right. Rose McGowan, Ben Affleck, Liv Schreiber. Somebody gold. else too. Solid gold. Donald Sutherland is in this, right? Uh no. Is he not? No. No. Hold on. We'll let you know. Donald <laughs> Sutherland, dude, has gotta be in Phantoms. There's no Donald Sutherland is not in Phantoms. Ooh. No fucking way. Ooh. I'm not even gonna look. I'm gonna let you do it. I'm just gonna sit over here and grind my I'm teeth. I'm looking right now. Grind my teeth. Donald fucking Sutherland. Peter O'Toole no come on he's in it no he's definitely Fucking not Donald in it. Sutherland is in phantoms no it is Peter O'Toole it is Peter O'Toole that's what I was thinking god damn it how do I get those two mixed up wow they both ended up being old white guys na, 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 na. everybody our age it was the sign to turn off the tv I watched a shit ton of mash when we were in high school I never actually watched it once that intro started off I, that's probably what got me outside Oh, the intro would start, and then I would fall asleep. I never... It's tranquilizing. I'd turn it off or change the channel. It's a nine-year show about a four-year war. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) God damn it, man. You're over here fucking dropping asteroids on planets. (laughs) Jesus. We did good this time. Found footage, Frank. Found footage, Frank, man. Uh, Leave it up to me. Hours of scrolling... I can narrow it down for you. (laughs) For the first time, we'll put out a YouTube video to document everything in case something happens. At least there's evidence. I'm going to just videotape your face. Like a whole reaction of just my face throughout the whole thing? Yeah, like when Ace Ventura screams. (laughs) (laughs) Finkel and Einhorn. Einhorn and Finkel. When Nature Calls was better. As you said it, my shoe came untied. I think that's a sign. Really? Oh, I love it really i think it's the better ace ventura movie oh my god i've never thought what was it was that a rhino's ass <laughs> <That's> my <laughs> favorite <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny the mother rhino's giving birth <laughs> fucking <sighs> you had to light the mood jim carrey kind of owned the 90s huh yeah man you couldn't have made those two movies now you know, I saw a clip of him today and he was getting interviewed by, I think, Fallon or somebody, and he had this huge beard. And he's like, The question is not why my beard is so long, but why am I still shaving my balls? <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. If Jim Carrey started a cult, I might join it. I, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, depending on like the, you know, if he has a whole ranch, like those weird yoga people back in the day, I'd give it a shot. I bet he makes really good Kool Aid. I don't. <laughs> thanks everyone for joining us for the last video store clerks podcast be sure to leave a rating and subscribe you can find us on twitter at last clerks instagram at the last video store clerks and you can find scott at dispatches